At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. All right. All right. There we go. How about that, guys? Pre-market prep intro, changing it up on this hump day. What's up? Happy hump day, everybody. Yesterday, we, we had a horrible, horrible snowstorm here in Detroit, Michigan. If you all got the snowstorm wherever in the world you are, let us know where, where, where that snow fell. Today, we've got clear skies. Snow's all melted. We're ready for spring. Fi- final little, little, little kick of winter. Um, but, but what's up, everybody? I'm going to start today off with, with the way that I start every single day, which is to remind you guys what the point of this show is. Why are we spending these two hours together? That's right. We're going for like two hours every single day. The reason why we do it is we want this to be the best trade idea resource out there. We want there to be literally no better way for you guys to get trade ideas than by watching the show. Ideas coming from myself, uh, coming, coming from Jason, who's going to be joining us, our CEO in a little bit on the stream. Most importantly, coming out of Zinger Nation, all of you out there in the community, hanging out with us, saying hi, uh, you know, drop in the stocks that you care about in into the, the, the chat there. We will have time to look at some of them today. I, I promise you that. Um, I, I, I've got a handful of trades that I want to make today on the show. So, so, so hopefully we'll have time to get to those. And a little bit of a preview as, as to what we have coming up, who, who our guests are. Uh, but we're going to Simon Lerner from, from NetCon Trading joining us at 1230. We're going to be talking day trades, day trading strategy, trades that he's in right now. At 1 o'clock Eastern, Arkimoto, ticker FUV, Foxtrot. Uncle Victor, ukulele Victor, something along those lines, ticker FUV, uh, is going to be joining us at 1 o'clock Eastern. Uh, check it out. It's a pretty cool company. It's a, if, if any of you are familiar with our young investor, it's it's a young investor favorite there. Uh, and then at 1.30, uh, Kick Analytics is going to be hopping into the stream. So, so we're going to have ideas flowing from our side, guys. And again, if if you have stocks you're trading about, you you want us to look at FTCV, the eToro SPAC, we will definitely look at that one. Baba, that's another good one. We haven't talked about Baba nearly as much as we should have, given all the recent volatility. But all right, guys, there you go. There's the preview for today. Uh, and producer Rohan, it's Wednesday. It's hump day. We we, we played the wrong intro. What, I, I think we, we should hit a couple calls. Can you throw the phone number up? Absolutely. Let's do it. All right, let, let, let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, this phone number, it's going on the screen again. Right, like I said at the top of the show, I want this to be the best trade idea resource out there. If I'm not delivering on that, call me out. Email spencerisrael at benzinga.com. That's my manager. You know, it, tell him Luke does not bring the ideas. One of the ways that, that we get the ideas flowing is out of Zinger Nation, out of the community. Okay, call in. We're doing rapid fire community stock pitches. All right. I, I've got the same list of 50 stocks that I look at and talk about every day. Uh, you know, if you're in there in the chat, you're, you're long Jumaya. I see somebody is. Uh, you have a stock that you want to pitch. Go in, drop it in there. Uh, you, you've got three minutes. The floor is yours. There's the phone number. Uh, and, and let's just hear these stock pitches. And, and then how about this too? How about we have the community. We have Zinger Nation out there. I'll, I'll vote on whether or not they would get long your stock based on the pitch or not. 
All right. So instead of you guys just being critical of me, you, you can be critical of each other. And again, guys, phone number is up on the screen. Three minutes. Floor is yours. I'll work the charts on my end. So, so, so we, we got our we got our first call. All right, first call. Let's throw them on the line. Hello. 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 Hi. Um, I just this is my first time calling into any show ever. Uh, this is actually pretty awesome. But um, I was just wondering if you guys would go over maybe Nano Dimensions recent acquisition. Um, that that might be a a nice ticker to look at. Um, this is probably a community favorite too. Absolutely. So so. Oh, okay. Let's look at this. So, so I'm in my trusty Benzinga Pro, pro.benzinga.com. Two weeks free. Check it out. Um, oh, gosh. It, it's a part. So, so, so let, let's just talk about the deal as a high level. All right. So, 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 so they, they, they bought a machine learning company. I'm just looking at the deal structure real quick. So, so, so they did the, the transaction. It was a $70 million total uh uh transaction 40 million dollars of that deal was done in cash 30 million dollars of that deal was done in stock okay so 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 when you look at the market cap this is always a, a good little quick math exercise to do so 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 the company has a market cap of two and a half billion dollars they're they're using 30 million dollars of stock and when they use stock to do a deal that means that they're creating new shares of stock and putting them out there on the market so all the shareholders get diluted right if there's only a hundred shares in existence and they make 30 more uh, instead of your share being worth 1%, now it's worth what, 0.7% or something like that. Um, so so, so that's how they do these stock deals. With, with a $2.5 billion market cap and a, and a $30 million stock acquisition, I don't think it's really material. I, I, I see that Carisdale, fa famous short short seller, coming out and saying it, it's a stupid deal. They don't like the company. They don't like the, the acquisition. But, but I think it's so small enough that, that it's not going to be really material. The, the other piece of context that I'll provide, and, and again, this is going off of not knowing the, the intricacies of the acquisition that they did, is that generally speaking, stocks which do acquisitions, their share prices underperform for the next year. It's not me saying that anecdotally. There's a lot of academic research that's been done in this space. And, and generally speaking, uh, uh, when, when one public company buys another company, their share price underperforms for the following year. And, and, and there's a lot of work that's been done on the psychology as to why that is, right? Like, like one of the big reasons that, that, that researchers have found for, for why companies do, do big deals is because then the CEO has a little bit more ego, right? Hey, I run now not a $50 billion company. I run a $100 billion company. And, you know, and instead of me getting paid $5 million a year to run a $50 billion company, I can now get paid $7 million a year to run a $100 billion company, right? There's all of that in play. Again, this is a really small deal on the surface. I think that it's not material. Um, thoughts on thoughts on those thoughts? Or, or do you have any sort of other opinion on that, that machine learning deal that Nano Dimensions did? Yeah. So basically, I, you're, it is a you're right. It is a very small acquisition. I was looking for. I was thinking there's going to be a lot larger or two larger acquisitions. But I think that there's there's two things that I I noticed. One, it's a pretty small acquisition, and uh, they're getting pretty complete control over the company, as well as they're offering that thirty million, I think, in stock based compensation. Um, and there's a lockout period for three years. So I think this is really a three year hold. I think the the, the the lockup period is really showing like, okay, you're not selling the shares 
till then. But by then, by that three-year lockup period, we're going to be in a position where we sign those shares isn't going to really affect us as much. Like that's that's the way I'm kind of looking at the way that the deal is. It's, and it's such a small acquisition. They have so much money. They still have like a billion dollars to to make some more acquisitions. And I think that's what their real their goal is for this year is to make some make a couple of good acquisitions to to kind of uh, lay out the path for their three-year journey to get to where they want to be. That's that's my kind of my thoughts on the acquisition. I I took myself off the screen. Uh, I'm on the same page as you in in that. I don't really think that that this acquisition is is super material. I'm going to throw this one out to the community though, guys. Uh, If you guys like nano dimensions, you you are long the stock. You like the stock at $7 and 31 cents. Throw the one in the chat. Uh, if you don't like the deal, throw the two in the chat. I'm curious where everybody is out there. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's a, it's a super material deal one way or another. All right, man. Or you have other stuff they say it. Yeah, I was, I was just thinking of, uh, I have basically my portfolio is made. It has a three to five year time horizon. So a lot of the stocks I've picked for it, or like the the four main holdings I have for that three five time horizon, would be like uh, Nano Dimensions, Palantir, Neo, and Bio Nanogenomics. What do you, what are your guys? What's your thoughts on the like three to five year time horizon? Uh, uh, is that all that you own? Yeah, those are the only ones I own right now because I took every I took a bunch of uh, I took a bunch of. I pulled out of, out of pretty much everything around February. I I I I'm gonna go Dave Ramsey a little bit. I'm gonna do my best, Dave Ramsey, and 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 say uh, add add some more stable companies in into that mix, right? I I you you named a couple yeah. stocks that that I own, right? Like 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 the Palantir type companies and and plays around that. But I also own you know the Apples of the world and the Googles of the world, right? The, the, the Amazons of the world. I, I I would suggest throwing some of those in as well, because if, if you if you hold only three stocks, and they're all stocks that are super high valuations, right? We're talking 10, 20 times price to sales. Uh, if they can't deliver on on estimates, I mean they're all in for uh for for some downside in there. So 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 I I think that it's my personal opinion. Again, my my philosophy is that I take seventy percent of my money and I put it into these more stable plays, specifically ETFs, and it's that last thirty percent that I try to get out performance on, and that's why I'm you know selling puts in Palantir and doing those sorts of trades. Um, so so just just for my style, it's it's a little bit too risk seeking for me. But but if they all hit, you're gonna outperform the hell out of me. So 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 that's my thought. Yeah, in three in three to five years, right? Um, but yeah, I'm 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 only nineteen, right? I'm I live on my own, so I don't really have a lot of extra money to throw into those more expensive or more stable stocks. So I guess I, I and I've done pretty well over. I've just I've only been investing for a year now, um, but I've done pretty pretty well over uh, the year, just like everybody else, I guess. Um, uh, I, I did initially start in with like those recovery stocks and the like, airlines and cruise lines and stuff like that. So I know now going forward, I'm really just building, I'm going to build into Palantir a little bit and then I'm, I got to find some, some safe stocks. I know that like maybe a, maybe a bank or something, some kind of financial services or manufacturing 
or industrials. All right. And how about this? First airborne of the day, 19 years old, already in the market. I love it. Let, let's go. We, we, we all, we all got to like that. And, and, and give us your name. Oh, yeah. Owen. Owen. All right. Thanks for calling in, Owen. Owen, yeah. All right, guys. Take care, man. Take care. Take care. Well, let's do another one. All right. We, we just got NNMD. Again, th this is the idea show. This is the for the people show. But let's throw one more user call out there. Um, after we get through that, guys, if you're just joining us, uh, we're going to be talking day trading and some day trading strategies up here in a minute at 1230. Other stocks on the list to get to today, Baba, FTCV, Jumaya, Netflix, Plug, and Ride. So we got a jam-packed show, but let, let, let's get another another stock out of the community. Producer Rohan, we have somebody on the phone lines? I heard the ring. Producer Rohan, if you're talking, we can't hear you. All right, we, we have someone, Producer Rohan? We do. Go what ahead. is going on, Zinger Nation? Can right. you hear me? Yes, sir, we can hear you. Uh, it's it's uh it's power hour, baby. It's power hour. That's what I'm talking about. The only stock market show up today, Owen. You won't get that on free market prep. Um, but all right, so give, Luke, give us a uh, take what, a look at. What do you think about backed? D I H. What, get one more time on the ticker. Uh, v I H. Uh, backed. It's a um, it's kind of a cryptocurrency company. They were a spinoff of the New York Stock Exchange, um, uh, of the uh, ICE. They, uh, I think there was like a hundred people, and they kind of spun off, and they've got their own company now called Backed. Um, I'm really bullish on them. So, so, so I, I think that today may be the day for the crypto trades again. Uh, I, I, I bombed out of all of these stocks when Coinbase could not hold the open price of its IPO, right? That 381 open price. Um, and, and guys, this is a SPAC, right? If you're wondering why, why is the name backed and that's not what's up on the screen, this is a SPAC. This is a post-announcement pre-merger SPAC deal. Um, to, to, today what I like may about be the back, it's only, yeah, it's, What do you like about it? It's only like a billion dollars at this price instead of buying like coin, which is, you know, I think it's like 80, 90 billion valuation right now. How, how do the numbers crazy. look? Um, I think Bact is a profitable company right now. They uh, make money off the futures. Um, I think it's CBOE. No, not CBOE, but um, I'm not sure exactly which ticker symbol, but. All right. I'm, I'm looking. I mean, if if the numbers look good, and when I say numbers specifically, what 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 I think is important for these companies are the user trends, right? We want to see the user growth. Uh, that 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 that's why I I, I liked all the all the Voyager. But uh, I um, mean, if the numbers look good, is they they just created an app, and on this app, you'll be able to trade crypto and do all kinds of things. But they also have something interesting where they're creating a new market where you can trade airline miles and you can trade um other things like that like uh points and stuff that you get from other vendors um, i think they're i think like starbucks and a couple other companies are partnering with them 
And that'll be interesting. If you can trade your airline miles for something else, like trade it for Bitcoin or for for something more useful. Um, I think, you know, they might have something there. They might might have uh, room for growth. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's interesting, right? Uh, but but let me ask you this. What, what catalysts do you have on the horizon? Or do you just have some of this post-Coinbase shakeout momentum that can start to pick up now? Yeah, I think crypto is going to do good for the rest of the year. Because um, crypto usually does these four-year cycles. Um, and, uh, you know, we're, we're seeing it really hot this year. Um, we did see a little bit of a sell-off, but um, Ethereum's almost back to its highs. So, you know, I, I think um, uh, the market doesn't look like it's shaked out yet. I, I think it's still, I think it's still pretty bullish. And uh, even looking out, like even looking out, like four, ten years, I, I think this asset class is going to be much, much bigger. Um, all right, man. Well, hey, I, I appreciate you calling in and, and throwing a new ticker on our radars. It's not one that, that we've looked at on this show before. I like it. That's what we're all about, baby. Representing for Zinger Nation, trying to get some of these new stocks, some of these new tickers here. Uh, and, and, and I appreciate that you gave us one. All right. Thanks for having me on the show. For sure. Appreciate for it. Sure. Absolutely. All right, all right, guys. Uh, let, 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 let's hit a little bit of a preview for the rest of the day. And I see somebody saying Voyager's up 19% because they're buying back 5% of the stock. Yeah, that's a hell of a run. Still not back in it. Sorry, guys. Could could have been a good day today. But all right, good good for you. If you held the bag, you're, 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 you're having a nice day there. Um, but all right, pre preview of what is to come, guys. Stay tuned in just a minute. From, from now, we're going to start talking some day trading and some day trading strategy, uh, digging deep into that. Other stocks that we have on the radar, Alibaba, Jumaya, Netflix, Plug, and Ride. Uh, and then Arkimoto, CEO of Arkimoto, ticker FUV, everybody's favorite, like three-wheeled electric vehicle company coming on at 1 o'clock Eastern on to the show. And I'm going to make one more ask, guys. I'm throwing this one out there. If, if you are watching this show on YouTube, I promise you this. There is somewhere on your page, there, there's a little thumbs up icon. Here, here's my thumb. It looks something similar to that, if not exactly. Go ahead, press that like button, smash that like button. Let's share this stream. I, I am looking at Jason Rasnick from afar right now, trying to get him to come on. I, I don't know if, we're, if we can convince him today. But, but if we run these numbers up, I, I know he'll pop on with us and, and get some, some new ideas going. But all right, guys, without further ado, I want to go ahead, bring our first guest of the day onto the show. What's going on? What's up, man? How you doing? Good, good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. That's an awesome here. chair. First things first, <laughs> awesome chair. Appreciate that. And, and happy hump day. Uh, I, I, I guess before we dive into things, can you just give us a little bit of your background, your, your trading style, et cetera? For sure, man. So my name is Simon. I just turned 21. I've been trading since uh, 16 years old. Uh, dabbled into crypto back in high school. I was pretty much taking all my savings uh, that I had at the time. And um, I was making quite some money 
as a 16 year old playing video games. And then um, crypto was, you know, a thing back in 2017, starting to get some hype momentum. And I started pretty much investing in crypto. That's how I got into the trading world at first because of all the hype behind crypto. And then I slowly transitioned to stocks because of personal preference. And I really enjoyed it a little bit more doing research on companies um, and something that wasn't as volatile that I could um, understand because it was actual products I could use. You know, I had my Apple iPhone, I had, you know, I shopped on Amazon, uh, things of that nature. So um, transitioned into stocks and been trading full time since um, 18. Um, 18 is when I really started picking up. Um, I was still in college and I ended up dropping out of college, uh, fresh, second semester freshman year and then I've uh, been trading ever since full time. So yeah, I'm based out of uh, Tampa, Florida right now. Uh, just moved down from New York, was in New York um, until this June. Moved during the pandemic down here, loving it down here. You know, weather is beautiful, taxes yeah. are lower and you know, just enjoying lifestyle here, so. Yeah, no, no shit. So, so in Michigan, which, which I'm guessing is similar to New York, we got like two inches of snow and, and I counted six accidents on the drive to work today. Uh, so I'm guessing you don't have that in Florida now. We don't, but, uh, you know, a little fun fact, I was born and raised in Russia. So I'm like a Russian descent. I live there and, you know, the winters last for six, seven months. So I'm used to having two feet of snow and, you know, in Russia, there's no such thing as, you know, snow days for school. So whether there is, you know, two foot of two feet of snow or cars can't go through the roads, you still got to end up in school and go to school. So I had that kind of childhood upbringing and some vivid memories, but I ended up moving to the U.S. My parents brought me here for educational purposes to pretty much uh, go to college, you know. Uh, Which you then dropped out of to trade. No, nothing well, wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, I was studying business. I was honestly learning more driving to and from school, listening to business podcasts than I, than I did from a professor in college who never ran a business of his own, never started a business. Just, he was just regurgitating information um, from a textbook. Actually, um, fun fact, I was um, in my macroeconomics class and I was uh, trading in class and uh, my professor was talking about uh, the markets and I came um, to him after class and I was like, hey, currently investing in Tesla, that's when uh, Tesla was $220 a share before the split, right? Uh, just wanted to get uh, some of your feedback, wanted to um, talk about the stock. Uh, really loved your lecture today, by the way. He's like, Simon, I appreciate the enthusiasm, but I can't give you any feedback on Tesla or what to do because... I'm not invested in the markets myself. My wife doesn't let me trade I'm like, or invest. And I'm like, wait, so my, my parents are, and myself, taking out loans or paying money to sit in a classroom and learn from a person who doesn't trade stocks and how to build wealth in the stock market, investing and you know starting a business. How does that make sense? So then I was like, why don't I take it into my own hands? Um, I dropped out and started pretty much finding mentors who had a result that I was going after and actually, you know, learning from people who had the results I wanted to acquire and trading and other aspects in life, such as business, because Apple, the apples don't far, don't fall far away from the trees. If you know, you were the apple growing the tree and my professor is the tree, you know, making 50 grand a year teaching at 12 hours an hour. Um, I'm probably going to be um, in a very similar place. Right. So especially for business. So that's how and, and, and that's yeah. And, and that's one of the things that I love about this show so much, right? Is, is I don't know if you were listening, right? But we just had users calling in to, to, to talk about stocks that they like and they're in for what reasons. Because it's, it's so much different when you can make it real, you know, and, instead of like, I mean, that's why I don't watch CNBC all day, right? Is you just have people talking about stock and investing ideas all day. Uh, and then you show their disclosures. They don't have any holdings. It's like, all right. <laughs> it would be a lot easier if I could just speculate about stuff, but I show my live portfolio every single day on this show. 
So yeah, I, I love that that real aspect of it. So 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 tell us about your your trading style a little bit, your 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 method. You know, how how do you identify the stocks that you want to trade, et cetera? For sure. So my trading style evolved a little bit over time, obviously, since I was 18 to right now being 21, it uh, changed drastically. I started off uh, with equities. Uh, I, it, I had a very painful learning curve. I think I blew four or five trading accounts, lost around $30,000 uh, when starting out. It took me about 14 months to find consistency in markets. So I find that consistency trading stocks first, and then I got introduced to options and um, about year and a half into trading, I transitioned into options. And now mainly I'm uh, an options day trader and scalper. I scalp uh, weekly options. If I'm day trading, I'm trading a couple of weeks out expirations. And I uh, pretty much trade um, the same names over and over again. I look for catalysts. I look for momentum and direction um, and um, synergies and the confluence with the overall market. So if let's say we have bullish news uh, on a stock like Tesla and uh, the markets are pushing up and we have some momentum, I'm going to be looking for upside plays only. Um, if we have you know, some sort of misdirection where let's say we do have bullish news on Tesla, but markets are selling off, there is you know, negative catalyst, I'm not going to be looking for upside plays. I'm probably going to be just sitting on the sidelines. Um, so that's my approach. I'm in a trade between you know, 30 seconds to five, 10 minutes usually. Obviously options have You're leverage. Um, you don't have to put as much capital up front and you can um, make larger returns. That's why, you know, in and out. Okay. So, 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 so let me ask you this, right? Mm -hmm. Let's, let's say you're, you let's go to the Tesla example, right? Okay. You got a positive market, right? Triple Q's or spy, whatever is up for yeah. the day. You, you, you get positive news out of Tesla. Elon Musk tweets, for sure. uh, enjoying my roadster on the moon. And a video of him driving around on the moon. All right. That's our positive yeah. catalyst. Uh, the stock's already up 5%. You know, you're, you're looking at the chart or, or you're looking at something. How do you decide, hey, I'm going to get into this now? Um, sure. Are there so, indicators you use or, yeah, any okay. so In terms of indicators, if you have can... charts to share, feel free. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can share uh, my charts that I would be looking at. Let me just figure out how this works. Share, share, share screen. Yep. Yeah. Share screen. Pretty simple. I just got to open my preferences and give this permission. Give me one second. Um, no problem. Yeah, this is requesting me for a password for some reason. Well, while you're doing that, let me ask you this. Do you like uh, Wingstop or Buffalo Wild Wings better? It's this debate that we have going on today in the office. Oof, that's, uh, that's an interesting one. Could you repeat the question? Which Buffalo Wings? Sorry, uh, Wingstop or Buffalo Wild Wings? Probably gonna have to give them Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> of course, right? No brainer. <laughs> yeah, um, it's asking me that I'm gonna have to apparently restart Google Chrome to share my screen. So um, it might kick me out of here for a second, if that's okay. Yeah, so, yeah, go for it. Let's yeah. try it. Um, yeah, give me one second. Sorry about that, guys. I'll, I'll be here. I'm gonna go on a Dogecoin rant while you're doing that, okay? All right. I'm gonna go on my Dogecoin rant. This is a PSA. This, this is a Luke Jacoby public service announcement. I'm going to find, uh, you know, so, some sound effect to kick this off. All right. I didn't hear it. That means you guys probably didn't hear it either. I was supposed to be a bomb exploding. All right. PSA on Dogecoin. Before we get into this, in the chat, be brave. If you are still bag holding Dogecoin, go ahead. Drop a one in the chat. If you're not in Dogecoin, drop the two. There's no abstaining. I see we have 447 people here again. If you are still bag holding Dogecoin, drop the one in the chat. If not, drop the two. I'm exploding. Uh, I'm definitely it, a massive bag holder. Or not a huge one, but I'm definitely hardcore bag holding right now. 
All right, here's my uh, opinion. We, we have five people in the Benzinga office today. There's only 12 people here today in total. At least five today are still bag-holding Dogecoin. I, I, I think that the jig is up, guys. I think that it, it was... I enjoyed the hell out of it. I, I thought it was amazing. I think it was a moment in time. Uh, in, in my personal opinion, is, is, that, is that the jig is up. We, 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 we had a blast with it, right? I mean, it was like the, the funniest market phenomenon in, in the past couple of months, at least, right? Maybe except for Roaring Kitty opening up his congressional hearing with I'm not a cat. That was a good one. It was, it was one of the, the most fun stock market things to watch. But but I, I, I generally speaking think that the jig is up, right? Yesterday was like the day. I feel like whenever there's a day that the world decides like this is the day, or we're going to run this thing up and, and blow some energy into it. You know, you get past that day. Some of the momentum fades, the interest fades. Uh, I, I, I can, I can get, uh, you know, I'm looking at the analytics on Benzinga.com and, and I can look specifically at the readers of Dogecoin here. Let me, let me put this up and, and si- Simon's back. So, so we'll bring Simon back on in a second, but, but let me just show you guys the, the, the Dogecoin readership on Benzinga.com, the change over time. This is a little bit of a leading indicator of the price because it tells you that, hey, hey, interest is dying down. Let me just go to our cryptocurrency by day. There it is. All right, we'll we'll get this data to load in here. All right, check this out. Here is the readership on Benzing. Oh, I'm not sure my screen. Hold on. All right, here's our readership by day of of Dogecoin on Benzinga.com. Right today, we still have had five hundred thousand people reading about Doge on the site. It's a ton, um, you know. But 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 the interest is definitely down from from these earlier spikes that we saw. I mean, it was even down on Doge Joy yes Doge Day yesterday. Um, so so if if I had to be a betting man, which I am because I'm a stock market participant, I don't love it. I, I see that about half the chat is still in it, half is out. I appreciate everybody who participated. Um, so 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 there can i just say i think so i for for elon musk day or doge day yesterday i was pretty disappointed to be honest like i definitely was expecting a 69 cent run up but can i just say i think because i looked at elon musk's twitter and he barely had any activity about doge and i think uh i think it's probably because tesla isn't under so much fire right now because of the the crash that happened that he probably didn't want to be tweeting about doge while that was happening it could be. I mean, you're you're down to thirty cents now. You're sort of like in that slow trickle of death. Can can he double the price again? Maybe. I don't know. All right, there, there there's my PSA. I'm throwing the warning out there. If you want to be the long Doge, I'm not telling you not to. You can go ahead, let it ride all day, right? I I but but in in my opinion, I I think that that the jig is up. I'm not getting into it. Um. You know, will the joke come back at some point? I absolutely think so. But if we're looking for like a one dollar run later this week, which you know, there, there, I've seen speculation of that, etc. I, I don't think it's happening now. But all right, we're we're bringing Simon back on. Hello. Simon, Hello. What, what's up, man? Are you in Dogecoin? Um, no, I'm not in Dogecoin. Actually, funny story. I had I put ten grand into Dogecoin back when the TikTok trend was going um, on when it was one third of a cent uh, in June. And then three days later, I sold it at a break-even price. I was like, "There's no fundamentals, you know, in this. I need ten grand for something else." I ended up putting it as a down payment on the house. 
now that um, 10 grand will be worth 1.5 million, but you know, <laughs> can't win them all. So it is what it is. Okay. All right. That's great. Gotcha. I, I was in it. I, I, I was in it and bombed out at six cents, which whatever, a five bagger on, you know, like several hundred bucks into Doge, I don't really care about. But but all right, you 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 have your screen share up? Yes, I believe I do. Let me know when you can uh, see it. And... I, I'm I'm seeing the screen that's you and I, okay, rather how about... than the screen of the chart. Yeah, how about right now? Uh, nope, I'm not seeing. There we go. Yep, I got it. Okay, we're gotcha. good. Let me know when it's live, um, and you're actually sharing it because I can't really see you because I'm sharing the screen right now. I might actually have to pull up our conversation on my phone or my uh, big computer because as you can see i'm trading on my laptop right here and streaming this on my laptop i have my big setup behind me but um let's go ahead and break something down um what what question did you end up uh, having okay so 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 where we were at before we did our doge psa and and vote and and simon about half the group is still in in long long and strong doge um and, and about half is bombed out of it at this point so um but but uh, the, the question that we, 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 we were giving the scenario as, as to what you look at when you're deciding to get into a day trade. And you told us your trades are typically five to 20 minutes long. The scenario was we're having a positive market day. There, there, there's good news out about Tesla and it's Elon Musk driving around on the moon with the Tesla vehicle. Uh, the stock is already up. So, so what are you looking at to, to make the decision like, hey, I want to get into this? I don't know if there's indicators sure. so, that you like to look at or, or what exactly it is. Mm -hmm. So first of all, you asked me, um, just to backtrack, you asked me what indicators I use. Mostly, most of the time, I only use uh, price action volume and I have a custom code indicator right over here. I'm not sure you can see that pretty, pretty much gives me certain levels based off the past couple of days. For example, right over here, we have the previous day high, pre-market high, uh, pre-market um, uh, uh, Previous day low, uh, pre-market low, low day, stuff like that. Uh, those are the critical levels that this indicator, is, uh, this indicator gives me. That way I can have certain uh, pivots and points that I can use okay. for uh, trading. Um, uh, this chart is usually for my um, daily analysis. This is the 15 to 200 SMA here, uh, you see here. This is not what I use for day trading. I usually use this flexible grid that I have set up open. So here's how I trade. I usually have um, three time frames pull up for the same stock that I'm trading. I have the one minute, I have the five minute, and I have the 15 minute just to see uh, price action um, and multiple time frame analysis for different candles, as well as I have either Spire or QQQ to see the overall direction of the market, right? And then I have uh, the level two for, for that particular stock and the tape with uh, beta asking price that's getting filled, which is very important for me since I'm a scalper for critical levels. I don't want to get faked out, so I use that. And then on this side, on the right, I have my contracts that I would typically trade. Here, I was trading Airbnb uh, two days ago, so I had Airbnb here. But um, I usually have the call side on um, for whatever strike I'm, I'm trading for that particular stock that is here. And then I have the put side. So it's easy for me to execute. I have my execution window, and then I have the time and sales for um, the options as well. That pretty much shows me where the contracts are going through. Um, so just to backtrack, um, in terms of Tesla being already up on a day and what I'd look for, first of all, I want to see um, same direction in the overall markets and confluence um, in, in the direction because if we have something like Tesla, let's say pushing up on news very heavily and the overall markets is selling down, that's a low probability trade for me just in the books, no matter what kind of catalyst. Okay, so, 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 so if you have the stock pushing up, yep, on, if on good news, the market's up, down, you don't like those setups? I don't like those setups, no. Okay. No, I do not like those setups. 
That's number one. Number two, I do not trade the first uh, 15 minutes of market open. I like to wait for the first three candles on the five minute chart to establish so I know where buyers and sellers are sitting. That's number one. Number two, I like to um, give first 10, 15 minutes for the premiums to settle because what happens first 15 minutes is uh, people are closing out their swing trades. A lot of people are chasing, trying to uh, get in on certain news that came out overnight. And there is a lot of volatility and uncertainty happening happening in those premiums. And as you know, in options, you get into premiums, uh, they move very very quickly and aggressively. And especially on a day like Wednesday through Friday, um, you have a lot of theta burn and IV uh, crush, um, especially for a stock let's say like Netflix today, there was a big IV crush uh, after earnings got reported um, yeah. for, for Netflix. So I'd avoid trading that for the first 10, 10 15 minutes. I wanna see those first, three five minute candles the ones i'm drawing right now established that way i know um where buyers and sellers are sitting i know hey in this zone we have a zone of um a demand buyers are stepping in based on this wick and the price is trying to climb higher here we have a zone of supply right based on those two wicks and that gives me just a little bit of a better understanding of what to look for what kind of ranges to look for right um that's number one um and then i'd be looking for a place i don't trade the first 15 minutes i have i'm very big on um, standard operating procedures and, uh, you know, discipline and certain criteria that I actually have here that I follow for every single trade. One of them is, hey, you don't take trades first 15 minutes and I'll tell you why. Um, I very big on tracking my data. I tracked over 600 trades that I took um, about a year ago. Out of those 600, 415 trades were red. Uh, the ones that were taking between 9 a.m. and 9:15, uh, sorry, 9:30 a.m. and 9:45 a.m. So the wow, first, okay. the first 15 minutes, um, you know, I knew just looking at my data and analyzing that data. Hey, you probably shouldn't be trading for first 15 minutes because you get trapped a lot, you get faked out, premiums uh, are acting weird, not settled. You shouldn't be trading first 15 minutes. The moment I started making that adjustments, my stats started going up, and that's one of the um, data I tracked. Um, number two, you asked me if Tesla, let's say, is uh, up already 5%, what do you do? I typically don't like to play uh, stocks um, on the upside uh, that have already hit their ATR for the day. So if uh, Tesla's ATR is, I don't know, 6%, 5%, average to range, how much it moves, um, you know, is, let's say 3%, I would be very cautious playing the upside if it has already hit its ATR. Let's say today we're only up 0.82%. This still has room for the upside um, and I'd be looking for something. Um, and then I have two cutoff times. I uh, stop trading. So between 9.45 and 12, from 12 to 3, I don't trade. And then I come back at uh, pretty much power hour, 3 p.m., and look for opportunities and swing trades there um, with options. When I swing, I usually pick a couple of weeks out expiration just uh, to buy myself time. I rarely swing um, naked options, especially weekly expiration. Um, so that would be it. Today we had actually an awesome play on um, – Amazon that um, me and the group uh, caught uh, live this morning. Uh, we were looking at that 3305 level very aggressively and we saw that hold and uh, we ended up getting into that play on uh, this candle um, right here on the break of 3325, which was the pre-market high with um, markets that started uh, pretty much aggressively pushing right over here. Once spy started breaking pre-market highs, I saw Amazon hold over here. And on this level, we ended up getting into 33.45 or 33.40 calls, I believe, and that was a 30% move on options. I started scaling out at 33.36 and 33.40, and then um, that was posted. Okay. Yeah, I went over that so trade. Those, and then, 
So, so let me try to break this one down again. I'm, I'm like the slowdown guy when we do these. All right, I, I, uh -huh. slow, slow everything down. Uh, but but okay. So 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 you saw the stock ripping above uh, pre-market highs, right? You, you you saw that positive momentum in there. That that yeah. that was that was your decision to go long. Uh, sure. You went long via options. Uh, and and were, were you going out of the money options, in the money options, and, and what sort of I was still going, I believe I was going one out of the money for this week expiration. So that was 33. So it was breaking 33.25. So I traded the 33.40 calls right over here. I like those okay. a little bit more because they had a volume, uh, a little bit more volume okay. on those contracts. Typically, when I trade options, uh, I want to see above a thousand volume and above a thousand open interest for the particular strikes that I select due to liquidity i want to be able to get in and out of those options quickly and i want to have a smaller and tighter spread and a lot of liquidity in those options because if you get trapped in a pullback and you're trying to get out and there's less than let's say 100 volume and i know a lot of people make mistakes with options when they trade um, contracts that have let's say 10 volume 15 volume 200 volume it's very hard because there's not going to be a market actually for a day trade especially it's right. i mean it's so it's an next to impossible for sure yep okay all right uh and 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 so 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 you 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 went long options this week a little bit out of the money you saw it break out of those pre-market highs that was a tip off uh and then you, you started uh closing the position slowly for what, sure yeah. what, so, so uh, this, what, what made you decide to start closing the gotcha. so so this was the chart i was actually using for trading right here um you know it looks a little bit different i have mainly two indicators applied aside from a volume price action i have the bollinger bands um, right over here, these blue lines, and I have the VWAP indicator, which is right over here that I'm drawing. Same thing on a uh, 15, five minute, and the one minute time frames that I'm using. The reason I'm using these um, since uh, Bollinger Bands and VWAP, those are volatility indicators, and I wanna see volatility expansions. For me, as an option trader, I need to see volatility in a stock for me to profit because if there's no volatility, the stock is just consolidating, you're giving away your um, pretty much premium to the theta burn, right? So um, let's see, we have Amazon pulled up here. Let me see if I have my cursor selected. Um, this was the tipping point we were looking. First, uh, when markets open, uh, markets look kind of choppy and weak. Uh, I was looking actually for a downside play on the break of 33.05 right over here. Um, we broke under 33.05, 33.03 was the low of the day. I did not take a trade because um, the moment that we hit that uh, 33.03, buyers stepped right back and started uh, getting price action back up and the candle did not close be, uh, below the level. I'm looking for- So you're always looking for where the candle closes rather than- yeah. Yes, yes. Middle, and, and these are five minute candles you're looking at or, or one minute? This or is the one minute candle and even the one minute candle didn't close, the five minute candle closed way above as you see the next three candles yep. followed, um, I guess had a $10 move up and this showed me, hey, there's a lot of buying pressure here. And this is the exact same time as on this chart I was showing that SPY started picking up, uh, the queue started picking up right over here, exact same time. We bottomed out and started ripping um, as well. And then also I was listening to Benzinga Charlie. Um, I listened to Charlie. I had Charlie uh, turned on um, real time here on TOS um, and on the Benzinga app uh, we usually use. Um, and he was uh, mentioning some sort of news that came out here. Um, there was an Amazon price target upgrade to 4200. And then there was a partnership, I believe, with Grubhub or something along those lines. Dish Amazon Web Services partner for 5G connectivity. This was the same exact time I was looking for that um, trade. And those news came out. Um, Charlie announced that, hey, there is um, the potential partnership with Dish. I was like, that sounds like good news. Markets are starting to pick up. We just held this level. So markets are 
pushing up. That's you know one check. Uh, we held on price action. We have this sort of um, bullish uh, pin bar forming here. That's a check for me, right? Um, uh, and then we have uh, you know critical levels that are breaking, which was the pre-market high for me right over here. Um, and I entered on this candle that I'm pointing to right here. We, um, you know, we're consolidating here, and the moment we start breaking out of this level and um, trading above that top VWAP line, that's when I knew volatility is starting to expand, volatility is starting to pick up. And then on the volume average, we also had above average volume on that breakout candle. So that, that gave me clarity and confirmation to um, pretty much, um, you know, uh, take that trade. Now, in terms of my in terms of my scale out, I uh, I usually enter um, you know if I enter right here, I usually have uh, two or three scale outs. So the moment that uh, it pumps, I believe on this candle right here, I took a fifty percent off. That's just because you know in case it's a fake out, in case some sort of news comes out and stock does something like this, I want to make sure that even if we dump to a certain Wait, level, and, and what what was the line? What, like, what was the signal to take the fifty percent? Um, I believe right over here, and uh, I usually take out 50% um, of my contract positions on scalp. Um, on the okay, so, so you just got some quick confirmation. You take half the money off the table. You're I already take half the money off the table okay. because, uh, because with, again, with options, you, as a scalper, you know, something like this happens, I'm down, right? I don't want to be in a position where I'm down, even if it, now that I took profits, let's say on the second candle, even if the stock retraces to the same level that I entered, I'm still gonna be somewhat up because I took some profits up over here. And then if let's say we, we break down, which would invalidate my thesis, I would take the um, trade off the table, but I would be a break even, I wouldn't be down a lot. With a lot of people, what happens is, you know, they, they take a trade, uh, they don't take anything off the table, they get greedy and then they see this and then they're down on their initial investment or lost a lot of money because of theta burn, IV crush. And then the second thing I want to point out is that the moment the stock breaks out of this critical level, premiums jump head. A lot of people, a lot of option traders are watching these critical levels for entries. And what happens is premiums spike because everybody starts chasing. Everyone's like, hey, it's breaking the pre-market high, let's get in. A lot of market orders are coming through on the option side. People are just wanting to pay any price to get in, that's when your premium spike. And that's, you know, if you're getting in at that point, personally, um, it's already kind of too late. You missed uh, the entire move and your risk management and risk reward is not there anymore. That's when I'm already taking half the position off to all those people chasing and uh, trying to get in at market just to get filled and catch the move. And then the second takeoff for me was um, at the top of this candle. The second I saw this, uh, Wick form and a rejection. There's some selling pressure. I closed the trade out here, and then we uh, waited. Um, then I pretty much um, saw this uh, chop out. I established that hey, there was another zone right over here at 33.45. Um, we had a lot of resistance, a lot of selling pressure here. A lot of uh, sellers are sitting here with those wicks. Then I was waiting for a rebreak of that um, of that trade, but I but I didn't take it over here. I didn't trade anymore, but I did post in my group that I noticed the bull flag right over here, um, right as we started bouncing on VWAP and a holding. And uh, this is where I alerted to my group to pretty much get in long with tight risk management. As you see, we uh, pulled back, started uh, forming a pattern over here, bouncing on the VWAP with these uh, wicks. I said, hey, at 33.27, get into calls. Um, and again, it's not an alert group. I don't tell people where to get in. I said, hey, it might be a good idea to look at Amazon um, at 33.25 for a potential entry because of the risk rewarded offers. Um, the risk would be on the break of VWAP, would we get out, that, that would invalidate our thesis. And um, in terms of the target, it would be top VWAP over here, the break over uh, previous high day um, that we had established. 
and uh, that is uh, the second trade that kind of worked out today. I was also looking at Netflix on both the upside and downside since they had a, some sort of catalyst after earnings, but I didn't end up picking any trades. Let me pull the chart up over here. We had a lot of chop um, in the first part of the day. I was looking for a downside play under 503.78. I noticed that we saw some sort of um, formation. We had a wedge, um, but there was no trade here for me because um, it wasn't just falling in the overall markets. We're, I was also um, advising people to look at that 515 level on the tape and level two um, uh, to my group. Um, if we broke strong over that level and the markets continue to push, which I'm looking at right now on my second screen, they're kind of trading sideways, um, volume has dried up. We would have been looking to get in uh, long on Netflix above 515.50, which was the previous high day here. Got rejected here um, once again, and I wanted to see if um, you know this was right as we were here, if we can see some um, more consolidation here under level and then buying pressure step in with higher increased volume to push this stock higher, um, you know, and outside of this sort of resistance, if that makes sense. Yes. All right, you gave us the full breakdown. I I, I like I, I said I'm like the slowdown guy, right? I was slowing everything <laughs> down. But I mean you you did a pretty good job of going back through it. Let let let, let me uh let, let let me take take it back then a, a, a step and, and can you go back to, to that, that very first uh chart that you showed that had the, the levels throughout the day? Levels throughout the day was that which chart was that? Sorry about that. Um you, you had you had just one chart that, that right was the whole screen. Yeah, okay, we, we got a handful of questions about those. Uh, of people saying, what, what are the levels you're watching on this? I believe it's a minute chart. And this pretty much is a custom indicator that um, I have coded in TOS. Um, if you guys want, you can DM me after this. I'll share, share this, a script of you that you can import into Thinkorswim. It just goes into the um, study section right over here, uh, pre-market levels, right? Um, and then it gives me data on um, stocks because uh, every day before market opens, I like to have certain levels established. Those levels are the pre-market uh, highs, the previous day highs, previous day lows, um, to see what ranges the stock was trading in. And I realized that that was the most consuming part of the day that I could be allocating that time to something more productive rather than spending 40 minutes charting all these levels on every single stock that I open. You know, if I'm watching 10, 20 uh, stocks here and then I have um, four to five stocks in this watch list. I had to set all these levels manually. It was very time consuming for me. So I coded an indicator. Um, we had pretty much um, these levels established automatically. So any stock I pull up, let's say I pull up Airbnb, it's going to give me those same levels um, for any stock that I open, right? Um, so which stock were we at? Were we at Netflix? Uh, yeah, I, I believe we were at Netflix. Um, so let's go through what all this means. So PDH means previous day high. This is 563.56. Obviously, Netflix had um, earnings and ended up capping down right over here. Yep. Uh, previous day, PDC is previous day close, 549.57. PDL, 546, previous day low, right? Um, yeah, it's great. It's amazing. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and, and I, I'm like, I love all those key levels, right? I'm like not your EMA guy or your SMA guy or your FIB guy, but but just like, all right, show me where are the prices, where, where there's, there's buying and where they're selling. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you one thing. I have a lot of people in my group and whatever that rely, that message me, ask me about indicators that I use, and mostly it's just volume, price action, and critical levels because you need to understand how indicators work. If you're looking at, let's say, the MACD, the RSI, let me just add the MACD over here um, to 
do a little demonstration. Okay, and and and, and we 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 got to get clipping, unfortunately. Gotcha, so let me let me make two let me make two more asks, which is how can people find that that think or swim script, uh, and and then two, how do they stay in touch? How do they follow along? For sure. So uh, you guys can DM me on Instagram at Simon underscore Learner. Uh, just message me either Benzingo or script, and I'll send you guys this TOS script where you can have all of these numbers pop up on your screen automatically for any stock you are looking. And then um, if you guys want to stay in touch as well, Simon underscore Learner on Instagram. We'd love to connect with everybody, answer any questions, and provide any sort of guidance uh, and help you guys might have with stocks and options. Perfect. Awesome. Simon, appreciate you coming out and hanging out with us, taking us through the trade. You you, you did the full breakdown. Very sure. much appreciated, sir. And, and guys, if, if you're new to the channel, you're coming to check out Simon. We go all day. All day, 8 a.m. Eastern to 6 p.m. Eastern. Subscribe. Hit that like button. Stay in touch with Simon. Uh, and we will talk to you soon, sir. Luke, I appreciate you. Have an awesome day. Thank you, guys. See you later. You too. All right. Enjoy that, that warm Florida weather. Still sort of I mentioned at the top of the show that it's now like warm in Detroit. I just saw snow again. I swear to God, April 21st. That, that's what we're dealing with over here. Okay. But all right, guys, if you are just joining us, stay tuned preview of, of what is to come up next on the show. Uh, ticker FUV Arkmoto CEO is going to be joining us. Super interesting uh, uh, EV company. Uh, so, so we'll be getting to that in just a minute. Other tickers that we have on the docket, we've got Baba, Jumaya, eToro, FTCV. It, it's a pre-spec deal. Uh, plug and ride if we can get to them all. So we've got a jam-packed show, guys. Uh, and, and I see all these crypto tickers floating around in the chat. So, so we will hopefully have some time to get to the crypto tickers. I have some opinions. I just rained on everybody's parade with Dogecoin. Sorry. Um, I'm, I'm sure that the Twitter is full of hate as soon as I open it after we're done here. But all right, guys, I'm going to go ahead and bring our, our next very special guest on. Mark, what's up? Welcome back to the Power Hour, man. We're, we're, we're glad you, you came back to hang out with us. Luke, uh, glad to be back on the program. How's it going? It's going well, except I, I thought it was spring. It's snowing for two days straight here in Detroit, Michigan. But Whoa. but other than that, everything's going well. What, what what's up in your world? You must have gotten your sunshine. We got a, a nice uh, a nice break from the rain for a week or so. But I I think it's coming back at us. Awesome. All right, guys. Mark is CEO of Arkimoto ticker FUV. Again, that's FUV. Drop that ticker in the chat. Help help your your fellow zingers out there. Um, and and Mark, but before we we dive in into things. Uh, could, could you just give us a little bit of background on the company for those who are yeah, not yeah. familiar? Sure thing. So Arkimoto, we build, uh, you know, so uh, the FUV is actually the, the uh, also the name of our first product, which is the fun utility vehicle. And at its, at its root, Arkimoto is really about a, a reimagination of transportation um, away from oversized, super inefficient vehicles that we typically use every day. Uh, in, into something that is much more human scale, right size for what we actually do. So the way that we travel en masse is one or two people traveling a relatively short distance with a relatively small amount of stuff. Uh, and the tool that we use for that job is typically a 4,000 pound to 5,000 pound car or SUV that is designed to carry five to seven people hundreds of miles. And so the idea of the Arkimoto platform 
is to just build the right tool for the job for daily mobility in order to catalyze the shift to a sustainable transportation system because the system we've got now is is anything but okay awesome and, and we, we just showed the website you, you have like the best homepage of a website ever as an aside uh, i love that you just put the product out there so, so that's what we were just looking at guys so you get a peek as to what the the vehicle looks like um you know you 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 put out earnings a, a couple of weeks ago now uh you know you you showed uh basically basically it's 110 120 growth in revenue on a year-over-year basis um, you know, so still up to, to, to a couple million dollars, right? I don't think anybody's getting into the stock for that, right? We want the growth. I think anyone um, who's, who's looking at us as a, as a, as a near term, uh, you know, if you're looking at us on the sort of a net present value basis, you're missing the big picture, which is uh, we are yep. just at the very beginning of the process of getting to true scale. I mean, we, you know, we shipped 46 units in 2019, we were shut down at various points in all four quarters of last year due to the pandemic uh, and still managed to get 97 customer vehicles out the door. Um, but we are, you know, this is, this is really, you can think I mean, we're, we're producing right now at a, at a very low volume. We're aiming for much higher scale as we look to uh, 2022 and beyond. Um, and, you know, this is uh, ultimately, we think that this, that this platform is suitable for, around 80% of the vehicle trips on the road. And so as we look to the, the, what are really convergent trends in the future of mobility, electrification, autonomy, ultralight platforms, vehicle sharing models, uh, we really see Arkimoto sitting at kind of the confluence of those trends. Um, and so that's the, this is, we're, 2021 for us is all about laying the groundwork for this next decade of growth. Excellent. And that's exactly what I wanted to ask about is, is sort of what, what, what that timeline for scale looks like. Um, and, and it sounds like, like, like 2022 is the year where, where we'll really start to, to see that. Yeah. Is so that we right? just bought, we just bought a new production facility. Um, you, you told me about it last time. Is yeah. it officially yours? It, it is ours. So we, had, we, right, had, we were going to close on the 19th and we did. So that was a, um, a you know, a, a, a one, one small step on the way, but it's a, uh, we were, I was just over there with the team uh, last night, um, and uh, it was it was actually the first time that I'd met a bunch of our team members since we've been largely working from home. Uh, those not on the production process, um, but uh, it was it's you know we've got a lot of work to do to to turn that from what it is today into an actual advanced vehicle manufacturing facility. Uh, but it is an a, a getting to scale, having a place to build them is definitely a necessary piece of that process. And, and, and that facility is is if I if I remember properly, you're going to be able to turn out uh, fifty thousand units out of that facility. Is that accurate? Our targeted capacity is fifty thousand units a year from uh, from that facility, and we're aiming to 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 really kick off uh, production in in the new facility before the end of next year. Okay, excellent. And so I see Jason is joining us. Hey, Mark, how are you? Jason, I'm well. Good morning. Good morning. So, is any production going on in the current facility? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we're, so we've, we've kept the, what we call the AMP, the Arkimoto manufacturing plant, which is where we go from, we actually, we vertically integrated uh, uh, material cutting, robotic welding, CNC uh, forming and machining uh, all the way through pro final product assembly. That's where we're building our vehicles presently. Uh, we're calling our new facility, the ramp, uh, which is the ramped AMP, if you will. 
Um, and uh, and that won't come online again for, uh, you know, we're, we're aiming for end of next year to get vehicles out the door of the new facility. But we will Got be it. producing vehicles. We've uh, at earnings, we uh, we we laid out a target of delivering 500 customer vehicles in 2021, which is which would be more than a 5x uh, of what we did last year. And then the, to wow. unlock real volume and growth, uh, we're going to need more space. Got it. Okay. And then is Sandy Monroe uh, involved still? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we are we are working with the Monroe team on a daily basis, uh, both for the the planning out of the new facility and then also uh, fine tuning what we're actually going to build inside of it. Yeah, he's he's the best. I don't know if you ever get to Michigan, but if you do, I know you've been here before, but you should stop by our office. We're in downtown Detroit. Um, I, I would love to, for Sandy. I've been, uh, you know, I've been basically off the road for a year, uh, as as many people have, um, and and that same thing is true of our our marketing efforts. I mean, we've been uh, largely just communicating with folks online. But next week, um, we're I'm 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 kicking off my first outbound uh, tour uh, down to California uh, for for travels that we've done, and we're going to be launching multiple marketing roadshows uh, on the east and west coast in the coming months. Got it. Okay. Now we're going to do a little uh, rapid fire. Okay. So some questions from the chat. Guys, ask your questions. I have some in the queue. Um, one is, is that, is it, can it be used in the winter? Absolutely. I, I use it year round uh, you know, here in Eugene, Oregon rains 160 days a year. Uh, the, the, even, even the open model does a very good job of keeping the water off of you. Uh, now we, we are playing, you can think of it like a Jeep, right? You've got when the weather's decent or if you just like riding it that way, you have the doors off, you can put half doors on. We're actually just about to launch the half doors uh, into production. We've got full side enclosure on the drawing board. Um, and, and I think it's it's important to understand the distinction between the products that we have launched already and the underlying vehicle platform. So you can we've we've, we've announced, I think, five different variations of the vehicle platform sort of different hats that you can put on the uh, on the same underlying uh, electromechanical gear um, in order to, to differentiate the product for different markets. So the fun utility vehicle, uh, you know, which comes uh, open by default is, is I would say uh, more tuned to the, the sort of sunbelt markets, California, fifth largest economy in the world, uh, Arizona, Texas, Nevada, uh, all the way out to Florida. Um, and then as, as we get to scale, uh, we're, we're certainly planning on, you know, the, the fully, fully embodied, uh, more buttoned up version for, uh, for the, the Detroit winter. Got it. Okay. And Mark, um, a couple more, more things. Do you need, uh, so someone said a motorcycle license to drive the fun UV, uh, utility vehicle. So three wheelers in the U S are classified as motorcycles federally. Uh, but almost every state now has some kind of a carve out for uh, for three wheelers that either let you ride them with a normal driver's license or with a three wheel only endorsement that's very easy to get. Uh, so in, in, in the case of Oregon, for example, you can drive the fun utility vehicle uh, with a normal driver's license because it has a roof and it's got seatbelts. Um, but we have we have another product called the Roadster, which is um, an amazingly fun uh, machine on the road, but it has no roof. It's got no seatbelts. It's more of that kind of pure motorcycle experience. And 
you know, so we're in Oregon, exact same controls. You can drive the FUV with a driver's license. You've got to have a three wheel endorsement to ride the Roadster. Um, and I, I, in order to drive our own product, I went and got the, uh, I, I went and took the written test. It was piece cake. Uh, so now I'm, I'm legal on the road for, for all Arkhamoto products. Got it. Okay. And then this one, the answer, this one seems obvious to me, but maybe I'll just ask, because maybe it's not, a, when you go into mass production, is the price going to, um, you know, become cheaper? Yeah. Well, so that's, that's one of the core bit pieces of our mission. You know, we've, the, uh, we believe firmly that we don't get to a sustainable transportation system until uh, the, the wide market can afford the products. And so affordability is a, is a key goal of ours uh, for the mass, mass production version in particular. Um, and it's just, it's a simple function of economy at scale, right? The parts, all of the constituent parts get less expensive. Uh, the process to put them together gets more efficient. Um, and we're doing a lot of work uh, to make, to really simplify some of the more expensive uh, parts of the vehicle architecture in order to drive down costs. So yeah, cost reduction is a major goal um, as we go to scale. Got it. And then someone mentioned the safety of being at small, a smaller car. I know there's, there's smart cars that are small. How do you address safety? Yeah, so, so we, and you can go to arkhamoto.com slash safety for kind of the deep look. Um, you you have, have to put a link put a link in the chat about arkhamoto.com right. slash safety so you can answer yep. their questions. Okay. Yeah, uh, but but in in general, you know, our, it is a motorcycle class platform. It's a, it is a much lighter weight vehicle than a full size car on the road. Um, the advantages that the Arkhamoto gives the operator versus a typical bike: uh, one, it is a stable platform, three wheeled vehicle, two wheels in front, one wheel in back, very low center of gravity. Uh, much more braking power uh, and much more maneuverability capability versus a typical bike. But other, also you, you have a, you've got a, a, a roof overhead, you sit up about the same height as a crossover SUV. So you are much more visible to other road users and much, uh, you have a, a much easier time seeing people around you. So you, you get, you know, you're, you're, when you think of typical small form vehicles, they're, they're usually really low slung and hard to see. Um, with the Arkhamoto, you're really, you're up there, people can see you, you can see other people. Um, so maneuverability, stability, and visibility are, are sort of three of the core pieces there. And then you also have two seat belts for each occupant, you know, a three point going in each, uh, across each shoulder, um, a roof that passes the roof crush test for cars. So for a vehicle in its class, we believe we're doing uh, everything we can to make it as safe as possible. But you are still a, a much smaller vehicle on the road than the typical 4,000 pound SUV, which is, I think, I think part of the point of the exercise is that the, the shift to a sustainable transportation system should mean that we put, that we make the road safer for everybody. And that what causes the road to be unsafe are, you know, is everybody using uh, a giant 4,000 pound machine by themselves to go get a cup of coffee, which is nuts. Uh, no, I, I agree. I agree. And, and the delivery aspect of it too, for yeah. short order delivery from restaurants. So, so we have, we have a, we have uh, the, the fun utility vehicle was our, uh, our sort of our flagship product. One of our uh, the products that we actually started piloting last year is the deliverator where we get 
take the back seat out and and that whole back end of the vehicle becomes storage uh, that we think is really an ideal solution for uh, the 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 rapidly emergent trend of of last mile delivery, whether you're talking about food or parcels uh, or or meals, um, that that the deliverator really is is a great balance between a platform that is small and maneuverable, can park it anywhere, uh, and yet you you can carry a lot of stuff. Yep. Yeah. So no, that and that. So are you? How do you get? how do you get these places to know that you exist, that you have these vehicles that you can do delivery and all that kind of stuff? How do you get these schools or whoever would be a customer to know that you guys exist? Well, well, what we've been, we've had a number of uh, fairly high visibility pilot pla- uh, projects to date. What we're doing now is we are uh, approaching fleets that have interest uh, with, we just basically wrap a vehicle with their branding and say, hey, you want to take this for a couple of weeks and give it a try. Um, and so far, the response uh, has been really fantastic. So um, the the part of the goal uh, in the next, you know, over the next 18 months is to get as many pilot deliverator vehicles in the hands of fleets that can make much larger purchase commitments for when we're at mass production. Uh, so we're going to, you know, we've got uh, a, a bunch of people who have been waiting for customer vehicles for a very long time. We need Good. to get vehicles into their driveways. Um, and then we also need to really prime the pump for scale production uh, as we look to much higher unit volumes in, you know, sort of starting in end of 2022, but really 2023 and beyond. I mean, if you can get the production, to, I mean, the, even golf carts, I mean, I know you're not, it's not a golf cart, but golf carts, last summer we're selling like crazy because people are at home they wanted to be able to commute if you're able to get a price point like that where there's like eight to ten thousand dollars and this is way better stronger more stable safer all that you could dominate that space no no i i think in the, the real advantage you you think about the golf cart space or the what's sort of known as the neighborhood electric vehicle those are great vehicles for the neighborhood they're great for uh for areas where you're really limited to kind of constrain to an area of of low speed but the the real advantage of the arcimoto platform is you can go on all the roads it it will it will uh serve you throughout your whole community and so it's just it's a a much higher level of utility um than the neighborhood electric vehicle concept so where where the and again i mean the golf cart market is a big market we think that the market potential for the arcimoto platform is is larger still yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. It's, it becomes the manufacturing when you get the manufacturing going in a real way. I mean, the volume that you guys can do would be tremendous. Um, there was, was there? Were you guys the subject of a short report that was on some website? Someone asked me to ask you. I don't know what this is about. Though. Yeah, I, I addressed that at, at at some length at the beginning of our last earnings call. Um, a, a ironically named company called Benitas uh, put out a, just a garbage hit piece on the company and. Uh, you know, it was it was just chock full of of falsehoods and misrepresentations. It is an unfortunate part of the market that we uh, that we live in. That there are, uh, you know, I, I think what 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 my guess is, and I'm not a financial analyst, but we saw um, a massive accumulation of short interest in in Arcimoto on Nasdaq uh, starting in in December uh, or late November, uh, and and I. I to me, this just seems like it's it's part of the goes with the territory, unfortunately. Um, but you know, we're we're going to keep executing, and uh, 
I, I think uh, we're we are going to. My belief is that we will prove all of those short thesis points uh, provably I mean, false. Did, did it have false points in the report? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it was oh. it was garbage. Someone said it was on seeking something. I don't know. So um, there, there have been, which is interesting. I mean, just again, interesting to know that there have been, I think now, seven hit pieces on Arkimoto, uh in the last few months. Uh, and again, this is we are a much smaller company by micro by by market cap than uh, other players in the EV space, and we are actually delivering product uh, to customers, and we have. Uh, a, a bunch of rave reviews about the the product that we've delivered, um, and so uh, I, I think my, my sense is that uh, some folks uh, are are trying to protect a bad bet. But again, I'm not an analyst, so uh, take everything I say with a grain of salt. Yeah, and at the end of the day, like I remember, I invested in a company called HubSpot. It was at 45, 50 bucks when I invested, and there's a hit piece on it on seeking alpha and. And the guy just said, it's way overvalued. It's 10 times, it's gonna be a $10 stock. And that's what it should be at the most. It's at 520 bucks today, you know, and that's like three years later. So time time heals, like, you know, it's like time heals, time shows, time shows who can execute. Um, you get the game. And, and when you've got 30% of the company's float sold short, um, you know, that's a lot of stock that someday is gonna have to be bought back. Uh, and so, you know, some would argue that that provides an opportunity. Totally. I mean, that. I mean, exactly. Because if, if the stock goes goes up and, and at the end of the day, if you execute, the stock will take care of itself. That That's the way I look at it, Mark. I mean, yeah. And then like for capital raises, because I'm sure that Wall Street's coming to you to try to do capital raises so they can invest in a growing company. How do you look at that for capital raising? Uh, you know, we 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 did a we did a number of capital raises over the course of last year that put us into the best uh, balance sheet position we've ever been in. Um, and and so, you know, when we when we look at going to scale, obviously building out a scale production factory is going to take some cash. Uh, but our our primary target for the source of that cash is the federal government. Uh, we have we see the uh, Advanced Technology Vehicle Manufacturing Loan Program as an ideal source of financing yeah. for growth. It's it's what that program is for. Um, we have uh, we're we're in sort of pre-application consultation mode. We've shipped them the first uh, couple of drafts of our application, um, and we're expecting to submit that formally here quite soon. All right, awesome stuff, man. Next time we, we got to get Sandy Sandy to come on with you. Well, oh, maybe, we'll maybe we'll do it from the facility. Yeah, no. I'll re, I'll reach out. Um, but thank you for coming on. Appreciate Arkimoto guys. Uh, you know, sweet cars. I think a sweet company. But you know, time will tell and execution. You guys look at it. Um, and the company's been around. And when working with Sandy Monroe is. A bullish is a bullish thing. It's like having the Mark Zuckerberg of like social, but for electric on your team, which is a very I'm not, powerful I'm not sure Sandy would love the comparison, but uh, you know, perhaps. Hey, Jason, yeah. we got to get you behind the handlebars. Let's uh, let's uh, let's, let's do the let's, next one live. Let's let's do the next one live. Let's do it. Let's let's go. Let's have fun. Good talking to you. And I know you get the whole game. You we talked about how Tesla is. You know the other three automotive companies and you're you know very smart in, in the space and that's why i like talking you know like talking to you it's not just about arkimoto but you know this you know how the dynamic the market dynamics in the space and why those three automotive makers 
had no choice but to let Tesla. I guess they did have a choice, but they chose to let Tesla win. Yeah, it's well, it's 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 hard to disrupt yourself, um, and and that's that's kind of the classic innovators dilemma problem uh, is yep. that if you've got this sort of entrenched market, um, it, it makes it much more difficult uh, to go after something that that points back at your other products and says these all suck, um, and so. Uh, you know, I think that's why, even though Arkimoto has been, I mean, we're a, a small, scrappy startup in Oregon, um, but for whatever reason, we have been better positioned than uh, just about anybody else I can see to actually go tackle this problem, which to me is, um, I, what's, I mean, I've been working on this for 13 and a half years. It's the, this is the, uh, the, the significant challenge uh, project of, of my life. So, um, and I think it's, uh, a, a, a meaningful goal and a reasonable way to pass the time. Yeah. Um, one of our users says they need to give you a BZ wrap vehicle uh, and you do a live drive around and stream it as you take us around Detroit. Sounds like a good idea. We'll get Actually, a lot of viewers. Idea. I think that is, that is, that is right on point with our, mar our, our present marketing program. So yeah, I don't need the car. You can just give it to us for a week and I'll yeah. drive around Detroit, put some cameras on it. We'll go, We'll go live all day. We'll get take it to the Comerica Park for the Tigers play. Do a whole thing. Jason, let's make it happen. All right. So, sounds good. All right. Thank you for coming on, Mark. We will talk to you good. soon. See you soon. Appreciate it. Have a good day. You too. Cheers. Yep. Cheers. Okay. So that is Mark FUV. The guy's working hard. The guy's smart. I'm telling you, he's smart. I I came to uh, to know him from a few like a few months ago, five months ago, when we were talking about how Tesla has out-innovated the big automakers. And one of the big issues is because they have a whole dealer network and electric, since there's less parts, there's less service for dealers. So even though maybe Ford could introduce something sooner, it messes up with their whole model. And that's an innovator's dilemma. Do we let go of this part of it or do we not? And that's why Tesla has an eight-year lead or 10-year lead. And Mark was talking about that. And, I, and a year ago, 98% of people were never talking about that. So, um, and although Gordon Johnson would still say, oh, those automakers are doing great. But um, so not just Arkhamoto, but he gets the business. And I, when I'm looking at companies to invest in, I want to invest in a company that the CEO is building on the business that he has, but he also understands market dynamics and he understands what it's going to take to, to move the needle to build this brand. And he knows it's getting the manufacturing out there and getting the marketing out there. So now... I'm going to have my Benzinga vehicle driving around. People are going to want it. What is that? We'll sell a thousand that day. Who knows? All right. We have another guest coming on. Um, another guest coming on in one second. But that's our, for our Instagram account, Benzinga. If you want, if you, um, you know, want um, us to have, you know, Instagram stuff, what kind of, we want to see in it, let us know. Send an email to, every, uh, to powerhour at Benzinga.com with what you want on the Instagram account. Young investor, we'd have loved to have you on right now because FUV is on, but we have two guests lined up, I think. Aaron Bree may be able to fit you in, but I don't know because Aaron has uh, a guest. Aaron, will you come on for a sec? Yes, sir. Okay, hold on. Adnan, how are we doing? Hey, guys, how are you? Hi, Jason, how are you? Good, how are you? Not too bad, not too bad. Long time, no see. Yeah, how's your day going? Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I just want to have one quick question with you guys. Jason, what do you feed these guys in Benzinga? You guys are all fired up. This is I'm fired up. I feel like I'm less fired up today. I feel like I'm not bringing the energy like I should. Good, good, good. No, it's, you know, it's amazing what you guys are doing. We, we, is an amazing thing. We, feed them, 
We got Red Bull. We got the Monster Energies. You know. Oh my god! Oh my god! Thing. That's you only reminding me of the Bloomberg pantry, actually. Yeah, I mean, were you at Bloomberg? Yeah, I, I, um, I had a, I worked for Bloomberg for about seventeen years. I was mainly working in Singapore. My last job was over there as a head of what? commodities. So oh, really? um, it was pretty good. We built this uh, shipping plate farm over there, and we sold hundreds and thousands of uh, subscription over there at the same time. So it was fun over there. I mean, we had a long run from sales to marketing to product development to strategic development and everything as well. So it was you should, fun. It, you should have joined us. At, you should have joined us after. Well, I was. Um, I came to US about what six years back, and I, you've been very, very helpful. Uh, I invited me to your wonderful Benzinga conference as well. And I, it was an amazing conference as always. So, yeah, let's let's uh, see what uh, the life uh, uh, bring us to next level or so at the same time. So, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, sorry about go that. Ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. 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 Uh, Nan, you said you you did commodities at Bloomberg. Yeah, so um, in my last uh, like uh, five years of working in Bloomberg, uh, I built the commodities plate farm. I built equities plate farm. I was responsible for uh, the Southeast Asia uh, sales at the same time. So we built this satellite uh, vessel tracking system whereby you can look at the vessel movement across the world and this heavily dependent on oil flows from modern markets to another one as well. So I think we sold a lot of, a lot of terminals out of it as well. So, I mean, it's a great company and it's, it's all boiled down to one thing. I believe that everything in life is like a time series. You have rows and columns. That's pretty much it is. So as long as you can stand the data and you can get the best thing out of it, this is where we came in at the same time. And this is where, the birth of the click analytics came in in place as well. Because I realized that in Bloomberg um, uh, or in uh, elsewhere, uh, I think there's a lot of tools out there, but there is hardly any free and post-trade analytics that is out there. So what click analytics, uh, and by the way, click is start with the K because I couldn't get the domain name with the C. So <laughs> context, that's what I wanted to mention over here as well. So. Our idea about Click Analytics is that we want to provide the fast, easy, intelligent, and affordable analytics on post and free trade analytics. Uh, we had a large footprint of global global exchanges over here. As of now, we have about uh, 12 exchanges. By the mid of uh, next month, we'll be adding about 20 over exchanges around the world. Primarily, we had a very heavy footprint on the US market at the same time. So uh, this is what we are. Our business model is very simple. It's a web-based uh, application, and I will love to show you over here by sharing my screen. And what we intend to do is our business model is very simple. It's a web-based plate farm. Uh, the subscription is about $10 a month for all the you know 30 over application that we build over here in our plate farm. So that's what we are. Uh, I am a firm believer of uh, seeing is believing. So if I can share my screen, I'll show you some of the analytics that we yeah. have. In our, um, yeah, go ahead. Sure. I, I, I had I just had click analytics pulled up so I could show people the main page, but I'm sure you can do a better job of walking us through kind no of the useful problem. tools on there and, and what to do on there. Absolutely. So, absolutely. 
So you still are keeping up with the commodity markets today. I know I've been seeing a lot of stuff about lumber because the lumber prices have been, you know, skyrocketing going up. But then yesterday they were actually limit down. And I didn't yeah. even know that. It's it's uh, it's amazing. Well, is a there is a highly correlation between a lot of things in commodities. Well, oil market, natural gas, you know, all all different things. So you got to look at things in perspective at the same time. But to be frank with you, lately I've been more towards the equities kind of world. But it's everything in life right now, especially in the markets, it's very connected right now. So can you see my screen right now? Yep, we got it pulled up. We're looking at the uh, S&P 500 just on the main page of, of Click. Excellent. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through with a couple of the apps that we have with different markets. The idea is that we're going to look at the broad market first, and then we're going to zoom into single security analysis over here. So this is a our application can be accessed on Click Analytics. So if I look at, let's say, a very high-level overview of all the major market uh, groups that is out there, and this is our efforts to bring together all the correlated list of the instruments in one group. So this is where we can get all the key symbols as in indices, the commodities market, the currencies, the Bitcoins well, and of course the um, economic data over here at the same time. And what we can do is that we can also look at some visualization very quickly at the same time to see how the data looks like. One thing that we are very big is the correlation engine that we have. So we can see quickly all these key symbols that we have, how they are correlated over here. And then you have the data from in two range at the same time. You can do all sorts of different stuff over here. So let me pull up, let's say, all the different groups in SBDR. So SBDR have all the, uh, the SLCs, the SLUs, and SLK. So this is where you can get all the correlation done in one shot. From here, I want to jump into our collections. And you can think of collection as our way to, again, organize a lot of um, dispersed uh, companies that is out there. So what we do is we have about 117 collection over here, whereby what we do is we group individual companies together based on their uh, business or operation at the same time. So let's look at the company over here. Um, this will pull up all the possible media stocks that is out there. Of course, you can look at a quick preview of the media stocks over here and how they are doing it, any you know positions that is out there. This is a historical performance, so I can quickly see uh, what the rally looks like over here and what the highest rally looks like. So this For this particular stock, Ideanomics, the highest rally was about 06.04.2020, it was conjecturally for four days. The initial price was 0.38, and the last price was 1.18 with a 210% uh, returns over here. So these kind of things that you can do it very quickly on any of these uh, symbols that we have in our platform. What we can also do is to change this whole thing to a visualization tools. For example, I want to look at a visual view of all the relative TTM revenue relative volume, market cap. So we can see that the urban one has the highest relative volume over here. You have a Netflix. So again, the idea over here is that you can quickly look at all this information on the platform and then understand what they are. One of the key things that we intend to do is, and, and this is what exactly the Benzinga Nation is doing, is the, uh, to spread the word of ask. And for, my, for me, ask means it's always seek knowledge. We don't want to take the word from other people or so. I, I think the best thing to do is to do analysis by yourself. And this is what we are doing over here, providing a different tools or so. 
since we are also on the topic of a correlation, we have a correlation engine over here whereby you can literally take any instrument that is out there in the click analytics plate file. So let me pick up the FANG over here. Of course, you can create your own correlation. You can share with the community and click analytics at the same time. So let's try Tesla over here. Let's try NIO. And let's try the Dodge over here at the same time. <laughs> And as, as we go through with that, this the data gets updated on the system, and you can do all sort of different things. And of course, let me call this um, Benzinga Rocks, OK? So um, that's you can do that uh, in our platform at the same time. Now, from here, what I would like to do is to jump into a single security analysis and how what we can do with a single security. So let me pull up Tesla over here. And on the Tesla, you can do all these things over here. So for example, I'm going to look at a quick um, seasonality for best, uh, Tesla over here. So this is a Fourier chart that you can plot it over here. This is all the prices. And of course, you can see that the 2020 prices seems to be the better among the last four years data. And it's plotted based on month-to-month -month basis, in January to all the way to the December. And one thing I'll, we can also do is we can look at the calendar months. And this is our computed data that runs and compute on the fly. So what you are looking over here is the seasonality by calendar months. So for every January in the last, whatever the trading um, uh, history of Tesla, is all pulling up the best returns like within the month of January, February or so. And on the bottom also, you can see the average maximum possible uh, returns, uh, negative returns, positive occurrence. This happened 64 times. This happened 36 times for every single January. So the idea over here is to give you the tools to analyze the, uh, the historical time series data that we have in our system, of course, for every year, you can see that what's the minimum and maximum averages over here at the same time. Okay, got it. Um, so, is there is there a, a good spot to go to on this site to say maybe to get some trade ideas as opposed to just go into the uh, site to you know look at stocks that you're already trading or whatever it is? Correct, correct. So there are a couple of things that you can do over here. Uh, what you can do uh, is, of course, you've got the whole screener that is available for you to screen your securities over here at the same time this is a pretty simple screener whereby you can define your your you know list of um, uh, filters that you wanted to look into it as well the other way that you can also do is you can look at the trade ideas so our trade ideas like again uh, is a curated list of all the the uh, different screens that is out there so for example if you wanted to look at all the let's say, uh, let me pick up the price trends up and down. And you want to look at all the uh, the stocks which been consecutively up six days. Now, this is something that, you know, it's difficult to do it on, in an Excel sheet or some things, but this tells you that these are all the stocks which have been up consecutively for six days. Of course, you can define based on your list of uh, sectors over here, you can uh, filter down to energy and stuff like that at the same time. So right now, there's none in energy right now. So there are other tools that is out there, but the key thing that we intend to do over here is to give you the tools. Once you identify, let's say, what you want to focus on, you can type in your list of security. Let me pull up, uh, let's say, Tesla again. And uh, you can browse through more in detail about what uh, this uh, uh, application can help you with or so. 
So for example, up and down, one thing that I was looking is the, what's the highest rally that happened in the Tesla world was in 2020. And uh, let's say if I were to change this to Dogecoin, and since we have a multi-asset class platform, I can run this on currencies, crypto, you know, you name it, or ETFs and everything over here. So let's look at the things. So this was on 0701, 2721. This was uh, can be up for two days from 0.075 to 0.0471 with a 528% returns over here. So these are the things that uh, you can do it over here. Um, again, on the security side, very quickly, um, you can also look at the correlation, what this particular stock is correlated to. So this looks like it, this has been highly correlated to gold. Again, defined by your list of uh, parameters. I can define year-to-date over here and run it, and this will give you the correlation based on your criteria. So right now, it's a fat fund rate. Uh, the soybean is like more correlated over here. But you're not limited to that. You can actually pick up your own watch list and then it's going to search your symbols within the watch list and then be able to correlate all this based on your basic symbols that you are looking into at the same time. Okay. Um, very quickly on the earning side, I think there's a lot of things that's going on over here. And I wanted to look at uh, what's the effect of the earnings on prices. And this gives you all the earnings that's been announced by Tesla and how many days ago was there. So what we do is that we take the earnings returns on, uh, let's say from the one day to the 14, as well as on the day of the earnings, as well as after the day of the earnings. So you got a whole spectrum, 14 days before on the day of the earning, as well as 14 days after. And what we do is that we summarize this whole stats over here, which tells you that what's the average before an earning, what's the average after the earnings and et cetera, et cetera. So this is something that, uh, that's been there. I know Netflix has the earnings recently, so we can run this on Netflix over here and see how the Netflix earnings looks like over here at the same time. So if you are very big on earning side of stuff or so, um, this might be a good tool to look into it as well. Uh, last but not least, I wanna show you the other uh, things, uh, what we do over here. So let me pick up, let's say Tesla over here is this tells you the best and the worst trading hours. So what we do is that we take the one minute data that is out there and we look at the each uh, minute data on an hourly basis and then tells you that how the trading pattern looks like over here. So all the heat maps tells you what's the best and worst hours over here. And of course, at the bottom, you can see that, you know, if you were to trade, and this is the last 20 days data for, let's say, Tesla, and how the uh, the best and worst uh, trading hours looks into it as well. So it looks like on the 65 times, this is a positive occurrence, whereby if traded between 2 and 3 p.m. Eastern time, this is where the Tesla stocks seems to be working really, really well. Questions so far? Um, no, I mean, I'm finding this really helpful. I'm just going to let the audience know. So we've got uh, Adnan here with Click Analytics. That is with a K, K-L-I-C-K, Click Analytics. I'm going to throw the link in the chat. Um, but yeah, I mean, this looks like a good, you know, great spot to go for some extra data. Um, 
Are so, there any other tools that you, you sure. want to show us? Real quick? Um, just a couple of more over here. Again, um, if you are looking for seasonality patterns in the stocks, what we do is that we daily calculate, we have about 80,000 over here. We daily calculate all the seasonality patterns for all the instruments globally. So what you see over here is your seasonality scanner. And what you can do since we are on the month of, let's say in April, so I'm gonna pick up, let's say in month of April, or let's try with month of May. And I would like to see how an individual stocks has been performing. So what it's doing over here is taking the individual instrument, it's taking for every May month of the entire 11 years of data, which has like 233 days and how many times uh, the returns was positive or negative over here. So for example, if I am only interested with, uh, I would like to see all the positive returns above 80% and the system is gonna pick up all this data for you. And of course I can always uh, sort by. So it looks like the FCL, this is a stock which is have like three years of data, has 64 days. And this has been performing really, really well. And I can always change that to a num total number of years, so even like higher. So I want like more data to play around. And this gives you like all the best stocks that has been out there. So CRVL seems to have uh, 233 days data. And within this data, the win rate is almost 100%. So our tools help you to pick up the stocks based on the historical data and everything. And of course you can play around with all these things at the same time. Okay. Um, yeah. From here, I want to show you the hot topics, which is SPACs and NFTs as well. We, we added some new analytics that's released recently as well. And this is work in progress. So I want to show you SPACs. And again, the idea over here is that we want to put together all the specs related information in one place so that our audience can look into it as well. So this is all the kind of deal structure or screener. So this gives you all the name, status, target company, any target uh, deal announced, any key people, you know, you want to look at it uh, within a specs well, what's the trust value looks like, what's the unit of warrant info, when was the IPO date was announced, if not announced, was the IPO size, I can even further uh, this to based on our only looking for SPACs whereby the deal is already announced. So this is another way for you to kind of filter out all the SPACs related deals that is out there. And of course, to see what's their percentage of progress in terms of completion date from the IPO side, who's the underwriter. And of course you have the full disclosure for SEC filing at the same time over here. Now, yeah. You can also do a top performing SPACs over here, of course. Um, we, I'm sure DraftKing is gonna come on the top right now. So this is again for you to look at all the best performing SPACs that is out there. We uh, put together about 35 over here. We've been adding this data more and more. And one thing that we can also do over here is um, if you wanted to look at all the SPACs where are, they are positive from the initial open, we can definitely look into it as well. So apart from all these 35 stacks that we have, we can see show me only whereby that they are up based on their initial um, IPO list over here. So you got 485% uh, change in the SPACs for drafting or so. And of course, all the recent SPACs IPO performances that is out there that is uh, also available in the platform over here. And of course you can kind of filter around all these things that I've been looking for 
these prices to be up 50% or 30% or 20% or 100% for all these SPACs, which has been recently um, IPO uh, Profano here. So this is, again, the whole idea is that we have these data tables, we have filter tools, whereby you can look into round and everything at the same time. Okay. Awesome. Um, one uh, couple of things that, a um, couple of two or three things to show you as well is we got the um, earnings uh, information at the same time. Uh, we, we went through with the individual security analysis, but this is again, another similar screen based on seasonality. And what it does is that if you were to look at the stocks, uh, if you were to buy a stock 10 days before an earnings or any time frame of your choice, it can be, price before, moment before earnings or price after earnings. So let's say if I were to hold a stock 10 days before the earnings and I wanted to see what's the win rate looks like. So this gives you all the stocks. Um, it goes back historically, all the earnings for all the companies. So it's about 4,000 over companies that is out there. And look at all this data and then gives you all this information in terms of like the win rate. So. This is the company which has like, uh, let's say if I were to increase the total of the vision to let's say at least 10. So you got at least 10 earnings to play around with that. And if I were to look at the positive earnings over here, so this is where it looks like that. If you were to hold this stocks, uh, buy the stock 10 days before the earnings, that seems to be giving you a pretty good uh, run rate over here at the same time. So again, as I say from the beginning is that we are all about data. We are all about real-time prices. We wanted to look at how this uh, data tell us this story at the same time. And that's what we do over here. Um, one last thing to show you over here is that we, one thing that is constant in click analytics is our relentless pursuit to make our system better and better, add more data. So we have a very visible product roadmap for our audience. So there are a lot of things that is under review. There's a lot of things that we are developing. And of course, we have completed a lot of other things at the same time. And then last but not least, we are very big on making sure that all the information that we have is pretty accessible. People can look into it, what's new. We have a lot of videos that is out there. Um, we can explain clearly also what the platform does and everything at the same time. But this is um, pretty much, I would say, uh, a quick preview that I can combine together for click analytics over here. The thing of it is like, is a simple, fast, easy, affordable platform for your pre and post trade analytics. It has data for the stocks, ETFs, and other thing at the same time. I mean, one last thing, um, let me show you over here is the ARK Investments over here. And this is the ARK Innovation ETFs. I mean, it's the talk of the town. And if you were to look at all the holdings over here, definitely you can look at all the holdings that is out there, any holders that is uh, that has been there. And of course, any times uh, their, their rally information, et cetera, et cetera, is all coming up at the same time. And one thing, last but not least, of course, we got the whole hedge funds holdings data that is out there. So if you were to look at what the BlackRock is doing recently, what they're buying and selling, and which companies they have allocation with. Um, you want so to do you have the return data from like when they start holding? 
Uh, yes, this is something very interestingly, um, this is something uh, we have been working on it as well. So what will happen eventually, that we'll have another column over here uh, which will take this date whereby they report it and they're gonna, uh, we're gonna calculate the current date and then look at the return. And I, I believe that's what you were looking for, right? Correct, yeah, and, and back to the, when, when you were showing the ARC ETFs, I was curious on that as well, because it showed yeah. some of the returns. So is that the return from when they put that in the ETF? Sure, in two days, give me two days, I think we should be up and ready. Okay, beautiful, beautiful, <laughs> all right. Um, well, yeah, we got to get you back on. Um, we, we had someone asking, you know, if, if do you have any videos of people that are actually like live trading using your using your platform? If not, we got to get some of those videos made because I think that'd be really interesting. Absolutely, guys. We are a new child. Um, I mean, I've been to Bloomberg for 17 years, so um, I'm still learning. That's for sure. This is a this is a sea of information. And the whole idea that we are trying to do is that to help you guys to, to look at the overall market and zoom in to give you the opportunities and then dissect single and multi-security analysis all in one platform. So yes, um, we've been working on it and um, this is aggressive thing. So check it out. Our, our thing is a free sign up at the same time. And as I say, um, we are here and give us your feedback, whatever you want us to build and this is what, what we wanted to do. Benzinga is doing an amazing job. This is the product for the people, by the people. And that's what I want to mention over here. All right. Well, thank, thank you again for joining us today. Um, and I threw the link in the chat. So everyone go check out Click Analytics. And like I said, uh, Adnan, we got to get you back on because this was fun. Absolutely. I'm curious. You know, I know, I know you'll be putting new tools and, and, and stuff in there as, as we go on. So we got we to stay updated on that. Absolutely, guys. Very happy to be with the Benzinga Nation. You guys are doing an awesome job and looking forward for our next thing together. All right. Well, again, thank you again and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much. All right. Bye -bye. Um, all right, y'all. So next we got we got Money Mitch coming on to hang out with us for a few minutes, but he's Money Mitch has a special request for us. He's got a pick for us, but he wants us to get those likes up real quick. We got 400 people in here, so smash the like if you want to see whatever pick money Mitch has got. He's got it backed up by Google Analytics. Um, I'm curious. I want to see what it is. So let's see how we're doing um, likes-wise. See, see if we've got enough to get money Mitch up here. What up, what up, what up? Uh, oh. I, I'm not going to give the pick just yet. Just yet. I got to see those likes get up, but uh, I'll at least give a little a little background here, guys. Money Mitch, money Mitch, guys, don't. Don't forget, guys, today at 6 p.m. Eastern, I'll be going live again. This is the second episode, guys. There's going to be some fun talk. We're going to be opening NFTs, talking about sports betting, a little bit of Kathy, some story stock, some Google Analytics. You don't want to miss this, guys. Interviews, everything in one show. So check it out, guys. Definitely. Did we, did we get it? We got 199. Come on, man. Who, who wants to be 200? Bam. Who Bang. wants to be 200, guys? Come on, come on, guys. All right, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it. Look, I see 199. We need that 200. Who's it going to be? 
Who's it going to be, guys? And uh, of course, guys, if you haven't checked out already, check out Benzinga Clips, guys. Benzinga Clips is where I'll be putting out some of these picks also from Google Trends data. And, and if you guys want to check out maybe some of these picks, I'll put these in the chat, this link for our Benzinga Clips. Definitely join our new channel if you want some short information right quick to the point. If you're a TikTok fan, you're an Instagram fan, you like those short videos, this is exactly for you. All right, guys, it looks like we hit that 200, 224, man. That's what I like to see. Fucking yeah. Let's get it started. I'm sorry for the cursing. I don't curse too often, but let, let's fucking get this going. All right, so I I need really quickly in the chat, guys, because we only got a couple minutes left. Put a one in the chat if you're thinking about going to a concert this summer. This summer, if you'd like to go to a concert, Proto One in the chat. And, and so really quickly, I'm going to show you guys here. This is the 12-month data. And, and look how this is, has gone sleepy, gone sleepy, and taken off, guys, all the way to the top, really starting to rip through. So we're doing a Google Trends search here for concerts only here so now let's go a little bit further back let's do let's do a five-year trend in five years is what was it going to show you that concerts are cyclical right they come in the summertime guys and i think this is very important is to understand that they do come in the summertime so if we look here we're going to see spikes in the summer and they peak in july usually july 4th mid summertime that's why you see this kind of wavy action on this trend line and so that's 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 very important to note guys and so if we focus in here we've seen kind of the, how it really dipped off right from 54s right and look Look how this is turning back and almost there back. It's 35. We need to get it to 50s on the five-year trend. And so that's what I would really want to see to see it take off. But I think you might just see some stocks really start moving here. And so what are the plays, guys? So the first play up I'm going to talk about is Madison Square Garden. I love this chart, guys. This is bouncing off the 84 here. Look at this level, guys. This is MSGE, producer AB. Stop looking at your phone. Put that ticker up. I see you, motherfucker. I see you. I see you. Uh, you think I can't see you? I see you. Put that ticker up. MSGE. You guys hit up, hit them up in the chat. Let them know. We want to see the tickers, man. We want to see the tickers. So here you go, guys. MSG bouncing off the support. Let's see if we can get back up there towards that 100. That's what I'm going to really go ahead and see, of course, um, with MSG. Uh, you're, you're not talking about the sports. You're talking about the entertainment side here. So that's one I'm going to focus on. The next one up, the, my best pick here is going to be LYV. Why? Because this company almost went bankrupt in the pandemic, guys. But I think now that we can get kind of uh, this kind of new time when we get this vaccine time, I think you're even going to have to be required to wear a mask to go to these concerts, but that's how they're going to be able to bring a lot of people back into the stands. They'll just keep our mask on. And you know, the people that got vaccine, got the vaccine, but it, you'll, you'll need your mask. But I think we're going to get a lot of people back in, in L Y V. And if you guys don't know, this is live nation that specializes in promoting live events. They bought Ticketmaster in 2009 for $2.5 billion exclusive deals to promote uh, concerts. Um, you got artists like Madonna, U2, Jay-Z. A lot of people are going to be coming back and, and they're going to be wanting to make some money, these artists. So I think you're going to start seeing a lot of concerts being put out. And did you know that Live Nation is 
it's live music fans are apparently holding on to their tickets. It was said that the data shows 86% of customers held on to their tickets instead of like just getting a refund. They just held on to their tickets because they know it's going to be rescheduled versus getting that refund. So that's a good stat to point out there. So I'm going to be looking at that guys, Google trend data pointing up and up on concerts. So definitely uh, AB, you can come back and join me. I wanted to knock that out really quickly. It's already 202 so we can get on out of here, but don't don't forget, guys, check out Money Mitch today. Gonna be opening up some NFT tops cards. I got some, I got I got some packs, man. A lot of people couldn't get them. They sold out in, in less than 70 minutes, A B. Less than 70 minutes. That's so, for the ba- that's for the baseball ones. Yeah, the baseball ones, man. Chris and I were were working hard to get them, but we got them. Uh, a lot of people, even even in the SPAC game, weren't even able to grab them. So if you want to see me opening one up, definitely check out tonight, guys. And of course, check out the the Benzing Eclipse channel so that you can see these in a short form. And same way, we'll clip this one out. You'll see this one in there. So if you want to see that and you don't want to sp- spend a whole hour with us, that's okay. I won't be mad. You can go see the short form content and we got it for you. And that's what matters. Um, all right. Well, wait one sec before we turn, go off. I have, uh, I don't know. Are we doing, uh, we're doing, I have it set to redirect to first trade right now, but apparently that might not be right. I'm trying to get the word back from Spencer. Mm. Well, we might want to get that right before we end broadcast here, but you go ahead and figure that out. AB. I'll do a little promo action here for us. All right, guys. So one of the things that if you guys don't know, we definitely, definitely need you guys to go ahead and subscribe, become a part of the community, because that's really what it's all about. We have a community here, guys. So definitely, definitely join us. I'm going to go ahead up and play this little trailer here to let you guys know how much we need your support and, and, and really what we're really all about here. I tell all my CEOs, this is a very, very, very important platform. And look, all the other platforms are important too, but you're up there now. You're way up there. Best investments you can do in your future is actually go and, and, and re-educate yourself on, on credible sites, incredible resources like uh, like Benzinga. You guys have been killing it. The comment section on this show is remarkable. Like like the quality of the combo and just big shout out to you and your community. So I love about you guys, you know, you just had the, all your coolers in right then. And it's all about the community here at Benzinga. Lay, like we said it best, guys, it's all about the community. All really about the community. So, AB, what's up? What's up? What are we going to do? Oh, uh, we got it figured out, you know. Bam, bam, bam. You got primetime VCs coming up. <sighs> prime time. Let's get this rolling. Let's get it rolling. All right, so we're going to go ahead up and wrap up, guys. Like always, hit that subscribe. Hit the bell down below so you can be notified when we get these videos out. And like always... My man, AB, working hard. We'll keep building. I'll see you guys on Money Mitch. And until then, up next, Prime VC, fun, fun graphic show, kind of like Around the Bell, but uh, on on VCs, different topics. Check it out, guys. I think they're even talking about Shaq Spacks. I don't even know what's going to be on, but I'm going to pay attention because I enjoy this show. I've actually seen this, so check it out, guys. All right, and we'll be back, not tomorrow for Zinger Nation, but on Friday. we got Clean Tech tomorrow. Yep. So clean tech, clean day. tech guys, definitely check it out guys. And like always, if you need a discount to Benzinga pro, 
check it out guys we got the discount right there ben's youtube 20 youtube 20 or if you want to be an affiliate and you got yourself some traffic bring it on earn 30 percent. you know hey as that, that there's some people making some hefty profits on there so all right well, we'll, up, see guys. You, we'll see you tonight money mitch we'll see you guys Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc this is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design the kind of experience you can only find in a lexus suv a feeling this empowering is invite only fortunately you're invited Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.